Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Slap it up and put it down because we are family here at Media Popcorn. I'm your boy, Eddie Collins. Hey, guys. Shoot with the doobop, Christopher Reeves. Jogo Hogo, Hala Google. This is Justin Brown. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're doing the damn thing. We got some folks in the chat as we're recording. Shout out to Ali and our Ali, producer, our producer Yuvia. Remember, if you sign up at patreon.com slash media popcorn, you were able to join us live when we record these episodes if we're not in person. And sometimes even when we are in person, we still come on a Zoom to be able to interact with fans. So patreon.com. Slash medium popcorn. popcorn. That's right. And, uh, you know, we recall medium popcorn niggas spoiling movies, but we're not really spoiling this movie because it came out over 20 years ago. Yeah, but, we relive in movies too. And to be honest, if you are having this movie spoiled for you with this review from this 1996 hilarious comedy, then you need to check yourself. This How is on, dare you? This is on Amazon Prime right fucking now. You need to pause this episode. How dare you? And go watch this shit because this. Man, this is one of the, like the, this is one of the funniest comedies of like the the past. I would say, since I've been alive, like it's one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. Just because, oh yeah, it's great. You have the trifecta of Robin Williams, Nathan Lane breaking out in film, and Hank Azaria, and they're just dealing with such crazy. Like their dynamic is so fucking wild. It's just. Like I dude, I was laughing on the train watching this shit. Like when uh with it like Robin Williams is like this you like despondent and the son's like, What's going on? He's like, he didn't make an entree. And then Hank Azaria's like, the peasant soup, it's like an entree. It's like a stew. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, What the fuck? And then he sent him a sweet and sour peasant soup. And they're all like, What? He caught it he caught a clam seat, clam chowder. <laughs> And he comes with you and he's like, wait a minute, don't forget the shrimp. Oh, yeah, he had the shrimps in his hand, but you know he didn't wash. <laughs> he just is, I mean, that was hilarious when uh, the son like, asked, hey, Gazera, um, he was like, um, do you even cook? And he's like, your dad seems to think so. <laughs> but I was texting Justin about this movie um, earlier this week where I was like, you know, because like, I, I want to be very sensitive, you know, obviously – Identity is very important, especially in the LGBTQ community. And mm-hmm. this came out at a different time. This came out in 1996. This is a very progressive movie for yes. its time. Very, very progressive. Even though, like, some could say that it lends more into the stereotypes that could be harmful, uh, so to speak. But for me, this is a very personal movie because my Nana, this is one of the first R-rated movies I've ever seen. And my grandmother, she played this for me. Like, my grandmother was very, like, even though she was conservative, she was very open to, like, LGBTQ community, the community, like, showing that to me in media. Like, she she showed me this. Like, she showed me uh, my best friend's wedding. Her favorite character was the gay best friend and shit. And she was just, like, an Anthony from Design and Woman. Like, we, they didn't mm-hmm. say he was gay, but we all knew he was gay. Um, but for this movie, like, I was actually, when I was watching this again, I'm like, man, like, this is why, like, I'm very comfortable with that community. And I know it's a movie, so that's weird to say. But as, like, a 10-year-old kid, like, that didn't really have much exposure to that community at the time, 
it was like it was very interesting seeing like a, a couple, a loving couple that's going through some shit, but like doing everything they can and like dealing with like having to fake who they are. Like it was just a very powerful thing for me to watch. It made me very open to that community. You know what I mean? Well, it, it's funny because like when you said <clears throat> when you uh, approached me, you were just like, "Hey, is is this like problematic?" That the, you know, with that thought pattern, was just like, "But Brandon, like if this is your first time actually, you know, like." kind of experiencing yeah. you know that kind of lifestyle those kind of people you know but in the sense of like yeah some things may be a little bit you know um you know uh stereotypical uh <laughs> with it but if you're looking at the film it's not depicting them in a negative light there's like they're literally doing everything they possibly can to help their son yes you know what i'm saying their and asshole they're son because we gotta yeah. talk about that guy yeah and they're trying to make the world feel comfortable with them and yes they are downplaying themselves of who they are and you know and just like you know their experience but at the same time is like lots of people do that everyone does that that's that's a that, that's across the board people do that every single day and sometimes they whether they realize it or they don't yeah, co even code switching is a form of doing this. Like, yes, 100%. just because you don't change your appearance doesn't mean that you're not changing who you are, right? And so, yeah, um, yeah man, for me, like, this movie just was like, uh, it was very interesting because we opened with like a drag show and stuff like that. And it's like, I just learned to kind of be comfortable, like, seeing that represented in front of me. So, you know, whenever I, I, I meet people that are very um, primitive in their thinking and very surprised by seeing like certain things, and like especially like when you're out in the city and like you see certain uh parts of nightlife that are wild and crazy and <laughs> if you're not exposed to anything like that or any you know what you know what i mean like stuff that color that call them wild and crazy let's call them just different oh no i mean i think it's wild and crazy because when you have three for one drink specials and you got motherfuckers <laughs> uh with elongated uh prosthetics swinging in their g-strings that's a wild and crazy time I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm being honest. I'm like, this is crazy. Boots and saddles. What are y'all doing? It's a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but hold on. Yeah, let's. Let, if you just need to take a quick walk back and give you guys a little bit behind the scenes because Brandon, UV, and I were talking before this uh, before we jumped on the podcast, and Brandon said, you know, you know this, you know, this movie makes me think of my nana. <laughs> And then Yuvia says to Brandon, like, um, Brandon, was your Nana a drag queen? Floored <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she me. wasn't. She wasn't. But maybe she wanted to be. I don't know. It's always curious, like, thinking about how open my Nana was at the time and being a black conservative. Like, was my Nana secretly gay or maybe bi? Well, I mean, well, you know, you know what? what I mean? With, no, I, I get what you're saying. Is is just like, hey, because it was so Why? random, like, no one else in my life, like, in my family, no one else in my, like, pushed that on me. Like, I'm not saying my nana pushed it on me, but she was very much like, I'm not going to let you watch, like, Face Off around me, but I'll let you watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, the opposite of, like, the whole, like, our, like, you know, the MPAA intention, which is, like, keep the children away from sex in, like, media. But they can watch gunplay and all that shit. It was, like, the, it was the polar opposite of that. I wouldn't say my, my family weren't um, against anything. I mean, like my mom, um, you know, her cousin is, you know, very, you know, uh, open about his sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, but 
it it was just never seen as a thing. Okay. You know, it was never it was like never really talked about, never seen as a thing. Like, you know, I imagine just, you know, who my dad was, you know, mm. you know, um <laughs> I imagine he probably may have not been, you know, a hundred percent okay, and and mainly just because, like, you know, one of my cousins, you know, uh, he came out, and like, I just don't know how that went. Mm. I know that uh, my uncle was very accepting of him, uh, but I just, I don't, I, I don't know uh, where my dad's, because uh, it's just something that he never talked about. Interesting, yeah. but just like considering his background, you know. You know, <laughs> I I guess I, I, a part of me is just like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if my dad wasn't, you know, wasn't down with that. You know, what's so but interesting, I, though, is like you never know, though, because what if he had like a close friend that was actually gay growing up and like he just like it yeah. just didn't. You know what I mean? Like they just didn't talk about it openly, but he's like, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Like, you know, what I mean? yeah. like, well, you know, but, you know, it's also, you know, coming from the South, living in Harlem, mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. And yeah. that in that that time, that time frame. Typically, just it's not conducive of somebody who's very uh, progressive about certain, uh, you know, kinds of lifestyles. Definitely. Yeah, it's like interesting because when you when you think about the hatred that people have towards groups, like certain groups, especially groups that they have very little exposure to, you're like, oh, that's a deflection of like how you're feeling about your circumstances or who you are. That's not those people. You know what I mean? Because it's like when uh, people like complain about black people. Like, white people complain about black people, but they're like, there's no black people within, like, a 50-mile radius of them. And they're just like, why are you even bothering with that? Why are you even bringing you know, it up? People, people, are, um, people are afraid of what they don't know. People. Yeah. Is Justin Freeze enough for anybody else? Gay people. You don't know any uh, of this, this, and that because, you know, it's foreign to you. Yeah, that's, that's the last thing you want to uh, deal with. Got it. Am I freezing up? Is that- <laughs> you were freezing up a little bit, yeah. You're back now, though. You're like Trey Crowder on that uh, the guest episode we did. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Love. Shout out to Trey Crowder and Corey Forrester who had us on their podcast uh, not too long ago. That was a good time. Yes, indeed. Time. We're going to have him back on the time. show, too. We're going to um, – I don't want to do Forrest Gump, though. I want to do, like, something that's a little unexpected. I feel like Forrest Gump's too on the nose with those guys. Fair. I think we could do something – I think we could do something fun and crazy and get their take on it. Um, Excuse me, guys. I'm eating the kids' uh, Halloween candy. Uh. <laughs> Why are you eating their candy? <laughs> because that's what dads do. It's the dad tax. But you can't eat in the microphone. I'm not eating in the microphone. I'm just saying, that, like, if you're watching on camera, you're oh, like, okay. you know, just like, like, oh, yeah, I'm eating the kids, these kids' candy. Do you eat it in front of them? Oh yeah, like a good dad. <laughs> yeah, I look at him. It's like, oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. You can have oh. uh, two pieces. And was just like, yeah, and daddy's gonna take one of these. You know what's hilarious is that's a great life lesson. It's like you say, but I worked hard for that candy, and you just eating it. It's like, yeah, that's how y'all doing me right now. <laughs> 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 I worked hard for that food, and y'all niggas just eat it. And I'm the tax man, and I'm gonna come and take my. I <laughs> lay <laughs> in the chat since he calls the dad tax. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, I gotta say, if I'm Armand, I'm taxing the fuck out of my son Val. I'm taxing the fuck out of my son Val for what he put me through last minute deal. And also, the whole thing with Val, like the, this, that character actually is very frustrating. Like as an adult watching it, yeah. because Val's plan is completely stupid. Because at some point, his wife, his soon to be wife's family is gonna find out who they really fucking are. Hundred percent, but he's also twenty years old, and true, they're very young. They're stupid. 
<laughs> I felt bad because Calista Flockhart still looked like she was 39 in this movie. How dare you? She's How a very nice you? woman. That I met her uh, a long time ago with Harrison Ford. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's mad okay. tall compared to her. But anyways, they make it work. Um, oh, Yuvia said she was in her 30s in this movie. Oh, well. Oh, there you well, go. I, I, why did they cast her as a 20-year-old? That's so wild. Anyways. Um, no, she was 19, bro. She's supposed to be 19 in this. Okay. The same way that <laughs> Agador, Agador Spartacus was supposed to be a renowned chef. Yo, when they call him Agador From Greece. Agador Spartacus. <laughs> and then it was like, Orban, Orban uh, Goldman. It's like, Coleman, the, the D is silent. <laughs> <laughs> they said so. They had some crazy. This script was amazing. The script has, I don't know. You know what's funny, actually? I don't know how much is the script. I think a lot of it is the how script. How much is improvisation? But, like, because there were so many great lines. I mean, also, Nathan Lane, the fact that he did not get at least an Oscar nomination for this role is fucking beyond. Like, yeah. he is so, what, he yelps. It's some of the funniest shit. I remember, like, me and my Nana laughing hysterically when he was, like, even when he's in the bathroom, when, like, they don't even know someone's there. <laughs> like, when they're all sitting <laughs> in those creepy chairs. You just like, yeah. ah! Uh, is, no, someone, no. is someone else here? It's like, no, that's our dog. Uh, what they fucking call it? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, uh, piranha or some shit? Or yeah, it? piranha. Our dog piranha. <laughs> we put him away when we have company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, with, uh, there was just so many funny fucking lines <laughs> and delivered so hilariously by this cast. I mean, hey, Gazera, when the son is like, hey, you got to put on some shoes, man. He's like, yeah, I don't put on shoes because they make me fall. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes he comes out he's just falling all over the place it's the shoes I told, I told you it's the shoes <laughs> and then they redecorated that apartment the house it looks so crazy yeah, yes <laughs> and then they have, the, the huge fucking crucifix on the wall they have the fucking curtains and probably those can't get his way out of it and shit <laughs> Oh my he god. He said I felt like he said he felt like he was riding a a raging bull towards a barn of fire or some shit. <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> this is completely out of control. Um but so this movie is about a young man that um whose father owns a drag club in South Beach, Florida, um called the Birdcage. And uh, mm-hmm. Armand uh, who's played by Robin Williams and his longtime partner Albert, who's the star of the show. Um yeah. they've been together for a long time. Albert has a lot of like, I don't even want to call it imposter syndrome, it's deeper than that because he doesn't feel attractive. He thinks that Armand's cheating on him, which they hint that Armand is kind of playing around on him, but they never like really explore that. It's just hint like Anka's area is like, I'll tell him that you've seen someone during this show. You know? So this is the thing. <laughs> I don't think that Armand is playing around with it, on him at all. I think it's just the fact is like he is so sensitive. He has to do this, so then he's just trying to avoid issues. Mm. Like he has to kind of, kind of do sneaky things, you know, yeah. just so he doesn't get into an argument. Been in that situation before, and oh like, really? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's just like, oh god, I don't, I shouldn't even have to do this, but just for the sake of not causing an argument, mm. I'm just gonna do this on the low, just, just, just so I don't have to deal with bullshit. That's true. I mean, <laughs> that's why they're immediately the son immediately doesn't even try to make it work with Albert when they know that the, the the girlfriend's family's coming over. He's like, "Can you just send him away? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not gonna work." <laughs> I mean, because Al, dude, when he's trying to teach Albert just how to fucking spread like marmalade on his bread, 
He's like, you smear, you smear. He's like, yeah, you smear like a man. (laughs) He's like, oh, it went through. (laughs) He's like, put your pinky down. Put your pinky down. Ah." (laughs) And then when he had the, he wore the suit. It's like a very dramatic moment, but he has the pink socks. Yes. And he was like, well, one can't go without a little color. (laughs) (laughs) Just adding a little color. Um. Yeah, so essentially, uh, Val is getting married to Calista Flockhart's character, and she's part of a very conservative family. Gene Hagman plays this really conservative uh, senator who's embroiled in the scandal because one of like the members of his uh, conservative group died uh, with a young prostitute, right? With a young prostitute while also being a fucking bigot. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they had like... Um, they're a part of a group that was all about like moral codes and things mm. like that. So it just makes them look very, very bad. I gotta say, I shout out Robin Williams, Hank Azaria, and Nathan Lane because that—that's the fucking trifecta in this movie that just yeah. fucking brings one hundred and ten percent. Gene Hammond's pretty funny in this too, though. He, he had that yeah. cranky old white comedy phase between like this and Royal Tenenbaums and shit, where mm-hmm. when he talks about the leaves and the purple mountains, and everyone's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does his whole soliloquy about America. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, oh, it, it was um, when they were when after everything came out yeah. that you know this was whole thing was a ruse, whatever." He's just like, "Hey, um, you know, I know that uh, you know this whole thing didn't necessarily go the way you wanted it to, but uh, hopefully this won't affect your vote." <laughs> like, this <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a fun performance. Like he's. Like, especially, like, his weird crush on Albert and drag and yes. stuff. Like, and Diane Weiss is like, why are you? He's like, I love her. No, just, like, enthusiastic about her. But the yeah, Diane Weiss like, is like. She's a, she's a lovely woman. And she's smart and intelligent. And she gets it. <laughs> um, and, it, yeah, he's also, like, kind of stupid, too. You know, like. Well, uh, it, it, well he has. When talking a, about abortion, he's like, that's what Rush Limbaugh said. Like. But it's, <laughs> it's a little dated too, obviously. But um, dude, what he said, is it uh, true? Um, but <laughs> when it? yo, when Albert said, uh, well, they were talking about abortion, and uh, Gene Hackman's character is like, we gotta lock up the doctors and kill the doctors, and she's yeah. like, I think you just go for the mothers. <laughs> yes, yeah, just just kill the mothers. They were gonna abort those babies anyway, so just kill the mother. And you know, two birds with one stone. <laughs> no, she said like you get it at like the source or something. It was like something yes, so... yeah, get it, get it at the source. And then Rob like, Williams oh. just like grabs her, <laughs> like, like, please. And then she yelps. <laughs> um, at the beginning, but at Albert, the same oh, time, sorry. he's just like, he's like, that's good. I yeah, like the way exactly. you think. He was into like, it. <laughs> you at the beginning with Albert, uh, you know, he's he's got an imposter syndrome. He's very self-conscious and stuff at this point in their relationship. He's like, it's whatever I am, you made me. I was adorable once, young and full of hope. Now look at me. I'm the short, fat, insecure, middle-aged thing. And then Armand replies, I made you short. Like there's like some funny lines like that but also they apparently were able to riff after getting one take with the real lines so oh i mean you could tell well you could tell if they were just going well one of the best like scenes in the movie is the improvised uh it wasn't even improvised it was accidental when um when the kid comes back after freaking out because they're talking about abortions and all kinds of shit and um, 
and then Robin Williams leaves the spot and he's like, he didn't cook an entree. And then Robin Williams slips. That wasn't that wasn't scripted. That was an accident. So when he gets up, he's all frazzled. He's like, shut the fuck. He's like, shut up, shut up, stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's there just in the corner crying with shrimp in his hands. He's like, but the shrimp. He's like, fuck the shrimp. Oh my god! And then he had those gay bowls, the the bowls of the graphic. Yeah, with the, with the men. Oh the, yeah, there are young boys in there and girls. Mine has girls. You have girls. You're just like, no. I'm pretty sure that's a boy, young boy, and they're playing leapfrog. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was this movie was insane. So essentially, um. They the conservative family goes to South Beach to hide out, um, and also like they need to approve of this this partnership, this you know marriage that's going to happen. No, no, no. They use it uh, to take the heat off of the negative press happening with the death of the other senator uh, okay. and things like that. So basically, it's like well, basically they're going to bury news with news, mm. and it's just like this, you know. So they thought. Is um is a nice like homebred family. They're you know you know they're um it, you know they haven't been divorced. Da 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 da. It's like so our daughter's marrying to this great family, and that will take away uh, from the negative press of this guy dying and doing this immoral bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Which is technically that's... what the news does every single day. Yeah, you ain't wrong there, Mr. Brown. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, man, I love this movie. Just like there's so many like one-liners and burns, and so the kid, uh, kid convinces Robin Williams to like pretend to be a straight guy in a, in a straight marriage uh, to you know not ruffle any feathers with this conservative family, and then <laughs> Agador, he was like, he's like, I'll I'll work for you, but when you gonna let me audition for you again? And then Armand's like, when you have talent. I was like, God damn. I'm still like laughing that they called him Adagar Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> he wants yeah. to be called his full name. <laughs> um it, it is so it's so just like I I feel like most of this episode is gonna be us just laughing at the things that we saw. Yeah. It's hard to explain because like it is a very frantic movie. It's, it's yeah. very frantic. There's very panicky um, uh, kind of energy uh, to it, but like it all pays off, and it all really, um, it, it it really hits in mm-hmm. all it, you know, it, like in its own way. Yeah, you know, not saying that like um, you, no, it, it just it it just hits because once you kind of buy into what this is and what's happening, you just immediately is like like oh okay. So it's like, there's no way this is going to work. And you see it all, uh, this onion just unfolding. <laughs> Everything's just happening all around. It's like, oh, oh, when are they going to get found out? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's just a disaster. It's just getting worse and worse. And everyone's just losing their minds. They're drinking more, you know. <laughs> and then Robin Williams keeps putting ice and scotch and shit because he's so nervous. <laughs> well, I mean, when he first comes and like how weird Robin Williams was playing it, because he's just very like stoic. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I I would like I I can't even imagine what it's like to have to try to hide yourself in mm. this way. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like this is what it would be like. <laughs> that's a, like that's like I, I really feel like like this chaos. is what it would be. Just yeah, chaos and madness. I mean, well, first of all, why they make Agador cook? Like they were just so frantic. I mean, to be fair, they had like a day, less than a day, to prepare for this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like Robin Williams didn't even think to be like this guy could barely clean my house. You know what I mean? Like, what makes you think he could perform being a professional butler and chef? Like, he's like, what the heck? When he pours the stuff, and he goes, he goes, sorry, I'm laughing through the what I'm talking. But when he pours the seafood uh, chowder to try to uh, cover the the bowls before mm-hmm. they can really see what's in it, and then they're like, Diane Weiss is like, there's an egg in here. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a delicacy or some shit. And then he gets back in the kitchen. He's like, what the hell are you serving us? <laughs> he's like, it's sweet and sour peasant soup. I made it up. I made it up. <laughs> just like, I was like, I've been there. Where you just like, fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. It's like one time when I was bartending. It wasn't like one of your sister's events, but I had to bartend mm-hmm. another event. And, like, some nigga gave me, like, a crazy sounding drink. And I was like, what's in that? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, okay. He was like, you're the bartender. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to get what I give you, baby. You're going to get the branded sauce. That's what you're going to get. I, it's funny. So, oh, the first time I ever. special. Brandon sauce. Oh, yeah, it does. Because it sounds like Ed sauce. Um, so, um, it's the clear, first time but I, I had a little hint of green in it. Uh, all right. Um, so the first time I ever did um, the bartending event with my sister, there was this guy. You gotta explain guy. to the audience what that what those are. Okay, so we might so these events, listeners. they were uh, <laughs> they were so bad. Uh, uh, we, Paid a lot, we, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we worked for a union. <clears throat> we worked for a union. Their their holiday party. So all of these people are union workers uh, that worked in like. Well, I mean, just 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 for whatever union, uh, you know, in New York City, you know, most likely like uh, no parts served, yada yada yada, and um, th- that's basically what it was. We were running their holiday party. We had a bar. Sometimes we had mixed drinks. Sometimes it was just like you know, soda, beer, yada yada yada. But it was super simple, super yeah. super simple. So the first time I did it, they had there was this one guy, older guy, uh, that was there. I would say, well, he was just older than he was older than me, probably maybe early forties. And um, <clears throat> somebody asked for some drink that you know I didn't know how to make, so I asked the guy, "Hey, what is a such and such and such? Uh, how do you make a such such and such?" And then he looks at me, he goes, "It's like it's whatever, 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 bartender." And I looked at. Him. <laughs> 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 Brandon, now, so Brandon, you've known me yeah, for many yeah, years, yeah. so you've seen me go from complete and utter wild animal <laughs> to the point where I'm just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not volatile. I'm not a volatile yeah. human being. At this point, I was still more wild animal than not. And I remember looking at this guy, is just like, what if I smash that that bottle over your head? He looks at me he's like, <laughs> like, don't fucking disrespect me. Go fuck on the other side. He's like. This guy walks away. I'm like, who are these fucking people? Yeah. Oh my god, bro. The, 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 those parties. The kind of the, people that say, "Give me the mosquito," and they mean yes. moscato. 
Oh, oh, Amy Moscato. He he fit right into all of those fucking terrible uh, idiots. Well, uh, I mean, it, I mean, to be fair, we weren't doing ourselves any favors the way that we operated. Like it was just a fucking chaos. Like, folks, we had these big trash cans, like literally like huge trash uh, buckets, <laughs> and we filled them with ice. And then put soda in them, not thinking eventually that ice is gonna melt. It's just gonna we're be, gonna have to it's go gonna in be there. an ice bucket where you literally have to put your whole fucking body in. Like, <laughs> yo, like I was into my shoulders trying to get a sprite. <laughs> yo, we were dumpster diving. We were it's dumpster so diving. Cold. It's so cold. <laughs> and it's like a Christmas party too. So it's the winter, and we're putting our arms in fucking ice water, <laughs> trying to find a Dr. Pepper for this motherfucker that's not gonna tip us. We all come out at the end of the night with legionnaires to see. <laughs> yeah, did, wait, did you work that one time where I was running it? Yeah, yeah, I was and this went so smooth. <laughs> I mean, it was smoother. It was, none of those have ever so been smooth. smooth. <laughs> no, no, but it was so much smoother. I mean, yeah, it couldn't be like it could never you know, be smooth, bro. No, because as much as well as as well as you become prepared, uh, as well as you can be prepared for that night. The madness of those people will always throw you off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then you start seeing, like, hidden bottles of Hennessy and shit popping up. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah give, me, give me a splash of juice. It's like, sir, like, I'm not going to do that. It's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then give me the good stuff. I'm like, sir, like, we have wine and beer. What do you want? He's just like, I know that somebody over there is getting this. You tell me I can't get it? Oh, yeah. Yes, there there'd be people that would get mad when we, they were like, oh, I saw somebody drinking some Henny. It's like that's not us, but we're yeah. fucks. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> tricking you. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they do try to get uh, Val's biological mother, who apparently he hasn't seen in 20 years, like his whole well, life, no, he, his whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, but she's willing to come and pretend to be a nuclear family so that this, mm-hmm. you know, concerned family um, isn't bothered. But then she gets caught in traffic. So then Albert. Who pretty much is like, I'm going to just get out of Dodge, shows up as the mom, Catherine. And it's no, just. No, 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 no. At first, he was, uh, uh, they were going to make him leave. Yes. But then Robin Williams is just like, is like, you know what? This I is your home. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want you to stay, and uh, they're just going to have to deal with it. So that's what was going to happen. But then, <clears throat> but then, as you know, as you said earlier, it's just like, you know, if you're going to be a man, I mean, like, if you're going to be a straight man, you have to learn to be, you know, a straight man. Yeah. As they realized that that wasn't necessarily going to work, um, Val actually made the call to his mom, who was already booked uh, to do yeah. it. But then, the, uh, but then, um, basically, uh, Robin Williams, uh, Armand canceled uh, canceled her. Yeah. He basically is like, no, show up, just don't be late. Yeah. So he basically screwed them over. Because they well, probably would have gotten away with yeah. it with it if it wasn't for that whole thing happening. Yeah, um, that was that was a dick move. That's why I was like, Val's kind of a dick in this because he's, yeah. you know, I appreciate that. Like, uh, as much as Armand loves his son, he does say, "Yeah, and I need you." Like after like you know making these adjustments and stuff, he's like, "So I need you to get on my face for a few minutes." You yeah, know, like, I need you like, not talk to me. I need you not because you're. This is a lot. You know, and, yeah. it, and it's also, I'm sure it hurt his feelings too, you know, like, 100%. you know, despite like, you know, the son countering with like, you made me lie about what you did, who you were when I was a kid or whatever. But this is, this is different, buddy. Like this is, you're both adults yeah. now and you're making your father and his, and his life a partner who you essentially see as a second dad, 
As no, as he calls his mother. Yeah. Refers like, to as his mother. And it's like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like that's because to be honest, I think that's why I have a problem with Calista Flockhart in this is that I feel like if you're going to require ask that much of like these people that raised you and that you love you claim to love very much, then the person you're doing that for has to be worth it. Yeah. And there's nothing that Calista Flockhart did in her performance that made it feel like that's worth it. That sure. was the only misstep in this movie for me, a little bit. Because now, like, on an emotional level, like, I do think that it needs to be, the juice needs to be worth the squeeze a little bit more. It yeah. doesn't take anything away from the comedy. Um, and some of the really strong dramatic moments, especially with Nathan Lane in this movie. But now that I'm digging deeper, Calista Flockhart, like, needed to do bring something. In, I think it was miscast, honestly. I think that they should have actually had um, <clears throat> her character. What's her name? What's her name uh, in this? Barbara. Barbara and Val should have had more scenes together, mm. so we could have seen how much they actually love each other. Yeah, that's that's the thing that was missing. Where they needed to build that, uh, so so then that you didn't you didn't want to you didn't want to think this is like all right these are these are just two young kids who are jumping the gun here. Yeah. As opposed to like, no, this is something real. And like, he wouldn't ask his dad and his partner to do this if it wasn't for the fact is that like, you know, he's trying, he, he has the real thing and he's desperately trying to hold yeah. on to it. Yeah. That, that's the main thing. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Come oh, on. no. <laughs> what what's the, is it oh no is that really what the, I, I, I don't know that's just me, what I, I never knew either I was just I was like oh <laughs> so glad we got the real thing baby so glad we got the real thing I'm home I don't know the, is that what you were going with I'm home uh, I, I used to say top dog but I, that didn't feel right <laughs> <laughs> top dog <laughs> <laughs> Top dog animal service. <laughs> you just pull that right out of a fucking commercial, a radio commercial. <laughs> Top dog. <laughs> All right. No, it'd probably be Top Dog Security Services. <laughs> the niggas is taking and beat up, and the places they're supposed to protect get robbed. <laughs> We try to be top dog. I didn't say it's guaranteed. <laughs> Ooh, I would. I would <laughs> own a failed security business. <laughs> I thought it was a sure thing. <laughs> you hire big. All you niggas. had to do was stand there. <laughs> you hire big niggas. They protect shit. <laughs> and they just commit mutiny. Throw <laughs> you. And then you gotta hire other niggas to go in to beat the big niggas. And then they they overthrow you. Be like, hey, hey, Best Buy, how you doing? How's my security guard holding up? Oh, they took over the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my insurance doesn't cover that. <laughs> just, just let them have the TVs, man. Let I them just, have the TV. I hired a bunch of retail supervillains and shit. <laughs> All right. Oh man, that made me cry. Um. So yeah, when Albert shows up dressed up as Catherine, and Yo Hank is there, Hulk, is that yo, laughing at her? Took took the whole 
entire film to a whole nother fucking level. Oh, yeah, because they're both... Uh, this, Armand, the son's reaction is like, oh, my no. God. <laughs> but, yeah, when he comes out and he's... Dr- Oh my god! It just took it to a whole other fucking level. But then the fact that it was working—yeah, <laughs> that was what was so weird about it. Like Gene Hatman is immediately smitten with Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, what what's her name? Um, oh my god, uh, Diane, uh, Weiss, Diane yeah. West, uh, Weiss. Uh, she was just kind of just like standing. She's like, wait, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, I would feel like I'm losing my mind if I went into that house. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the way that like they just were from like moment one going through those doors. Mm-hmm. You know, you got fucking Argoth, Argado or whatever, uh, Spartacus, fucking with his weird-ass bowels. <laughs> then they couldn't get the, it right with like what school he went to, you know, where he's from and shit. And then Rob Williams out of nowhere just like, everyone sit. <laughs> like, he just demanded. Yeah, he goes like, everyone sit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's like, are these niggas vampires? Why, why is this vibe so weird? Oh, man. <laughs> and just a fucking big ass uh, crucifix on the wall. That, and he's that like, I'm Jewish. Oh, fucking... uh, God. But they weren't, like... they weren't supposed to admit that. that. There's all kinds of red flags in this relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, I mean, at the end, we're supposed to, like, be convinced that Gene Hatman's going to change his ways because, you know, they helped him get out of his predicament, and he even embraced the drag culture because he dressed up in drag to get evade the, you know, the news uh, tabloids yes. and shit. Yes. Now, well, this yeah. is the thing, though. Um, now, so this is obviously came out in the, in the mid-'90s. Yeah, 96, I, baby. The year of the I Gucci. Didn't, I didn't. I, I, I was a little thrown off by like the the fact that like, oh yeah, and it, it was like if I guess they are also anti semitic semitic <laughs> yeah anti semitic at the same time mm. of being like ultra conservative and being anti semitic as well. I was just like, was that a thing in politics or like was that a thing? Oh yeah, at yeah. That time where you were just like totally against uh, Jewish people for no reason. Like, like, like that. It, it kind of th- just kind of threw me off. I'm just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, as well. Racism is rampant all the time. It's, it's, it's not like a niche thing. You know what I mean? I, yes, but it, I don't know. It, 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 it just kind of like I was just like, wait, wait, where did that come from? Yeah, man. I remember like, uh, I was like, oh, this is something I guess I got like, you know, be aware of when I first saw school ties. And they treated mm. Brendan Fraser like he was a nigga. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know the craziest line ever that Matt Damon ever said in a movie? Was at the end of that movie when he gets expelled from that school. And he, he rolls out his window looking at Brendan Fraser. He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that I got expelled. You'll still be a Jew. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo. School ties is wild. We should probably do that movie. It's mad dramatic, though. But okay, we um, need to go down that road. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. But I mean, like the I, I didn't appreciate that they were having these kind of like interesting um, conversations in this movie with like Gene Hackman and his wild conservative views, and like Nathan Lane kind of count yes, Andy it to make it even more absurd than it already is. Yeah, to kind yeah. of like show like 
you know what you're saying is crazy, right? Like, what what are you doing? Yeah. You know, um, I thought that was very clever. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because he's he's trying to show him like, okay, this is what you're saying is fucking nuts. So I'm going to say something even more absurd. He's just like, that's a great idea. It's like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what happened with uh, MAGA and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just got crazy and crazy. <laughs> it became reality. You know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking yeah, reality. Um, did you know that uh, the guy... So there's um, these these tabloid dudes that are following um, the uh, Gene Hackman and his family uh, to yeah. South Beach and stuff. Um, nothing really comes from them except for like the fact that they're like the ones that break the story. So that's what creates um, all the commotion and all the cameras where they have to sneak them out. Um, yeah. but the guy who works with the, the, the fat, um, tabloid dude, um, mm-hmm. that actor's name is Grant Hensloff and he was in Congo and he's randomly a producing partner with George Clooney. And this guy has like two Oscars. Yeah. Like really random. Cause yeah. I just remember him from this movie in Congo. And I just, I just remember seeing him on stage winning an Oscar with George Clooney one time. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the nigga from Congo? <laughs> Well, you know what? He's uh he's been in a lot of stuff though. Has he? Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like uh, you know, as a bit actor, like yeah. but he's been in a lot of stuff. Like he's one of those guys it's like from especially from this period. Mm. It's just like, "Oh, I I remember that actor's face." Okay. Never knew his name, but I remember his face. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just was like a random like movie nerd thing. I was like, "Oh yeah. That guy." Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, that dude. Um Man, I man alive! I can't get over it. like I love the whole, just everyone freaking out and constantly drinking from the bottle, like because they can't, they can't believe what's happening. Like Val and Armand just like both freaking out, and, like coming to each other, like what is going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know it's funny that guy, um, the guy we were just talking about, yeah. Grant uh, uh, Heslo. Um, he was also in Dante's Peak. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. He was part of those nerds that uh, held with the the volcano. Dante's Peak, Enemy of the State, is actually where I re- remember remember him from. Uh, the Scorpion King, like yo, he's been in a lot of stuff that you would know. Mm. He's also in Argo as well, but like yeah, he's been in a lot of different things. Got it. yeah. He's a hell of a filmography. Same with uh, Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, yeah. and Hank Azaria. Literally. Three like three comedy actors that have legacies, yeah, like for different reasons. Like Hank Azaria for like all the Simpsons classic characters. I know Apu, like he's done with Apu, but even that's a classic character. You can't deny that, right? Um, And then his his physical comedy in this movie is just fucking hilarious. Like just the way he walks in his shoes, like you can't replicate that. You have Nathan Lane. (laughs) Who's hilarious in this? Uh, obviously, a Broadway star won a lot of uh, um, Tonys. Tonys. Uh, fucking the voice of um, Timon mm-hmm. in The Lion King. One of the funniest voice, you know, acting performances alongside. Uh, no, just just a great Robin Williams and Aladdin. I mean, Timon and Pumbaa. Whoever came up with that dynamic, I mean, they should get all that money from Lion King. I mean, obviously, like the artists and stuff like that, and the voice acting, but. Like immediately below that should be the niggas that came up with Timon and Pumbaa. Because <laughs> like, that comedy them dynamic, motherfuckers. Yeah. They, it's every amusement, any Disney amusement part, those two, like in a kid's section, have like a bunch of shit going on. Yeah. Like animatronics and all that shit. Um, but then also uh, Nathan Lane, 
had one of the funniest lines I've heard in recent memory, like in the past like ten years on a TV show. The People versus OJ. Remember that uh yeah. that miniseries? Mm-hmm. And he John Travolta is the crazy uh other lawyer and shit. So Nathan Lane's part of that lawyer team. And uh I guess Jonathan John Travolta's character thinks that Nathan Lane has pretty much ratted him out about like their team dysfunction. And then mm-hmm. John Travolta goes, Judas and Nathan Lane, his sassiness is like so that makes you Jesus. <laughs> just the delivery is just amazing. Oh, he's also in the only murders in the building. So he's still out here working. And then, of course, rest in power, Robin Williams. Um, one of the, yeah, man. Just Goats. like, yeah, man. Just so funny. Like when he does the dances with the choreography. Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> Fossey, Fossey. <laughs> it just, man, I, I, I wrote down, I was like, I really miss Robin Williams. Yeah. I'd be curious to know what he would do today. Like, he's probably, I feel like live action, he would do a lot of dramas, but, like, he might still do some animated shit. No. He was, he was, uh, he was, he was getting sick and he was losing his ability. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's, well, from what I understand, like, that was a tributing factor. To I him. can see that. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Because, because he could, he wasn't himself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this must be extremely hard, but, like, yeah. yeah. But still, cla- like another classic Robin Williams role, and he was initially supposed to play Albert, but he felt it was too close to um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire, and then also, um, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, Steve Martin had to drop out, and he was going to play Armand. So then, Robin Williams was able to flip it, and they were able to get Nathan Lane on. Yeah, I I, I could not see uh, Steve Martin doing a better job than Robin Williams. Yes, in, yes, in that role, absolutely. Sure. I mean, I think. Especially at this time, I would say in getting to grow and really like appreciate Steve Martin, I mm. think it could have still been really funny. It just would have been a different energy. It would have been a different. It would have yeah. It, it still would have been really funny, different. I think though, because Steve Martin man, have you seen Bowfinger in the recent yeah. like recently? And not recently. I seen dude, it. he and Eddie Murphy. I don't know if that movie slept on man. They're fucking hilarious in that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Steve Harvey. Uh, yes, I mean, so. Steve Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Harvey, this would have been crazy. <laughs> oh my God! But uh, wait, if Steve Harvey was in this movie, who would he be playing? Armand and then who would be Albert? Play- oh Terrence my God! Howard. Oh my God! <laughs> Terrence Howard and Steve Harvey in the Dubber Cage. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're Terrence Howard. All right, I got you. <laughs> I'm Steve Harvey as Armand. Okay. Yeah, as Armand. And I'm I'm supposed um, to be who am I again? I'm Terrence Howard, Howard as Albert playing Catherine. Yes. Oh boy. All right. So uh <laughs> dinner scene, you want to kick it off or I'll No, go? you kick it off. I can yes and you. Okay. Uh, all right. <clears throat> yeah, so uh uh I grew up outside of Chicago. Uh uh, but then uh I transferred down here, you know, here to Florida and uh um. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Baby. Give me. Give me. He be tell you what we do. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Brandon. Hold on, Brandon. You're supposed to be playing. You're supposed to be playing a, a, a gay man who is masquerading as a woman. Yeah, but I'm Terrence Howard too. Aim. So oh, so that so that's my that's brain. the best my that's brain. the wait, best voice on. you uh, Terrence uh, Howard you can do as a woman. Okay, uh, go on. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, 
Hey, man, mister. Thank you for coming to our house. I'm not Terrence Howard. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just end that, end that right there. All right. What, what would your Terrence not- Howard sound like with those three huh? fucking layers in your head? My brain is pretty much exploded. Well, I feel like Terrence Howard almost has a thing where it almost seems he's about to cry at any time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, goddamn Macho's tail. Uh, yeah, so he has that thing, he's about to cry at any time. It'd be like, you know, there were times in my life when we felt. <laughs> you saw that black Forrest Gump. <laughs> you saw like a Bubba at his old movie. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Listen here, man. <laughs> Listen here, man. <laughs> uh, I'm that boy's mother. <laughs> now you sound like Big Mama from Soul Food. <laughs> We're both terrible. I mean, folks, it just it break it broke my hold mind on. trying to play Tyrant Tyler playing. <laughs> well, hold on, now. hold on, Brandon. My Terrence Howard is much better than your. Oh Terrence yeah, for sure. I'm, I'll admit that. I'll take that out. Absolutely, man. I mean, I just couldn't. For some reason, I just couldn't make him a woman. So I get, you know, I, man, I'm that boy. Listen here, man. I'm that boy's mother, and I gotta put that into a higher register. Yeah. Listen here, man. <laughs> I don't feel like it can work. It can't work. No, nah, man. It can't work. Chu Wong Fu would be a different movie if Terrence Howard was in. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. So, uh, apparently, um, at the time of this movie, even though uh, Nathan Lane, like his character, is openly gay, at the time of this film's release, he hadn't come out yet. But, mm. Yeah. Oh, so um, he was just enjoying this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just good for him. Uh, with $18.3 million, it was the highest opening weekend uh, with the opening gate character in the lead until Bruno in 2009. Yeah, that's wild. Apparently, Diane Keely was initially the first choice uh, to play the role of Louise Keeley, but she felt the role was too similar to her character in Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride Part 2, so she declined. Uh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. Jim Carrey and Bill Billy Crystal were considered for the role of Armand Gold, uh, Goldman. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey in the ni- mid-90s, that would have been too much. I think that That'd almost would have... That would have been out of control. I think uh, I Love You, Philip Morris. I think that Jim Carrey could have made this work. I think Ace Ventura, Mass Jim Carrey would have torpedoed this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have he, he destroyed it. But like you know Billy what I mean, Crystal? like when I said uh, the uh, Billy Crystal, yeah, this is like Slitty, City Slickers, yeah, tail yeah. End, Billy Crystal. I, I think that he could have. I think that he could have done okay. Yeah, it would. It, it's just there's just something magical about Robin Williams and Nathan Lane's energy and Hank Azaria just falling apart around them. You know what I mean? But, but you know what though, I, I think the other thing that made it so good uh, with Robin Williams um, in the role was he didn't overdo it at all. Yeah, he 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 he. I don't think that Robin Williams' character was in any way stereotypical. Mm. Uh, he was just he was just he he just played it as a guy who lives in South Beach and you know such such. Like yeah, there there was a little bit of like um, you know I, I guess um, 
a feminine energy around, but not much. He was very much more of a masculine, mm. uh, you know, kind of uh, guy. And I think that role, you have to kind of play it that way because they have to be because him and Nathan uh, Lane's character have to be kind of polar opposites. Yes. Because if you have the both of them just, you know, go and blow for blow on like who's going to be, you know, uh, you know, more crazy, you know, you know, uh, with their yeah. performances, it would have just been too much. And I also think that it would have led uh, people, especially people who are who are not fans of the lifestyle True. to be turned off and not want to watch it. I get that. I mean, yeah, he did. Also, we talked about this in comedy, like uh, particularly like improv um, making room. Like, he made room for the other actors in the scene with him. Yeah. Like, I keep going back to that kitchen meltdown scene when he slips. But even the actor that played Val, even though I didn't like that character, Dan Futterman, when he's just, like, almost crying and bursting into tears, like, shaking his head. And Robin was just like, everyone stop crying. Stop crying. God damn it. Because <laughs> 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 everyone just a shrimp. Like, oh, this is just badness. As they were filming. Oh. <laughs> uh. Gosh, I mean, we literally saw these characters just have mental breakdowns. Yeah, even Gene Hammond's character, like, I can be convinced that there's a part like where he knows the situation that he's in, but mm -hmm. his brain just breaks because he's like between the scandal I'm already dealing with and now I'm in this situation, like his brain just breaks and he like he's insane. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> there's a moment where because I can this see would, that this would be a lot. This would be a lot <laughs> for anybody to deal with. Yeah. Cause like if I, I imagine uh, so let's say, you know, well I, I guess in in this case so let's say Jackson or Axel are marrying a girl and for some reason they thought that I wouldn't be okay with it and you know and, and this is what's happening that'd be hilarious right? and I'm sitting inside the house I'd be like you'd be coughing at them. <laughs> Well, yes, I, I probably would just trying to hold them. It's like, what the fuck is happening here? But I, you know, like I'd be like wide eyed, just looking around the room, like, like, wait, hold on. A second. But I would, I don't think I would be able uh, to be there without calling it out mm. uh, sooner. Yeah, just because of who I am, I'd be like, okay, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, what's happening right now? I think I would catch on a lot faster. But like. Like this, this would a hundred percent just be like the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're trying to be, you're trying to be like uh, nice, and you're, um, and you don't want to, uh, to offend anyone. There, there comes a point where you just be like, okay, what's what, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> what's exactly. Going on? Yeah. I mean, even just the decor look off-putting. Their house back home didn't look like that. Yeah. It looked like a vampire lair. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> and then you have this nigga that are like, he's Guatemala just stomping around. The shoes have fallen everywhere. And, and then they're like, he's a great chef. No one can eat the fucking food. They all immediately grew. <laughs> like that scene where they all take a spoon. <laughs> Why was there an egg in there? <laughs> you know what? And this is this is a thing. This is a thing. Immediately, I thought about is just like you're gonna show up to these people's house for dinner, right? Uh, you didn't bring anything. Oh yeah. Supposed to be, so disrespectful. You know, yeah, this is the supposed first to time be in the like house? your in laws. Yeah, like this is the first time you're meeting them. It's like if it were me, it's just like all right, like I need to bring something because this is yeah. also like a bigger. 
there's a bigger thing. It's not like, hey, I'm going to, hey, Brandon, you just bought a house. I was like, me going to your house for the first time. No, no, no. This is like a huge deal. It's just like everyone's dressed to impress. Everyone's on their best behavior. I'm going to bring something. You know, it's like, this is a bigger, it's like the fact that they just showed up. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's so disrespectful, man. You're no, a guest no, in my it, house. It, it, it just give me some wine or something. Yeah, to, at least some wine. <laughs> at least some wine. When, when he's walking with the champagne and he opens the court, he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, let's see. I don't think there's any more trivia to really share. Oh, this movie um, had a budget of $31 million and it grossed $185.3 million. Jeez. Wow. And then Hank Azaria realized after filming that he he based his voice on his grandmother. Fair. He's like, oh, sweet God, I just did my grandma. <laughs> it's the truth. Medium popcorn. What's up, Little Biscuits and Sun-Dried Tomatoes? Before Justin and I get to our review of The Birdcage, we did get a Patriot thought. Remember, if you sign up at Patreon at patreon.com slash popcorn, guaranteed to have your thoughts and reviews of the film we we're talking about added to that show. So we have a review from Strawfire71 who wrote, This is a movie I'll always sit and watch if I happen to stumble on it while flicking the channels. Nathan Lane and Robin Williams are so good at this. You can't help but smile. Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. We absolutely agree. Now back to the show. Popcorn. All right, Justin, break down our rating system, Mia Moore. Stop calling me baby no, or your love. Yeah, really don't call me your love. <laughs> uh, so, guys, uh, you know how we do this. We rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon, we sat down and we watched The Birdcage, a 1996 comedy that's uh, starring Robin Williams, Gene Hackman, Nathan Lane, and Diane West, Weiss, I'm sorry, and, uh, and uh, Hank Azaria. And I, uh, that's pretty much it. People you really want to highlight. What say you, sir? Yeah, man, this gets an XL. This is one of my favorite comedies. This is like a, it's just so funny with um, the, the, the physical comedy, just like the, the one-liners, the quips. Um, it's just so insane. And it still holds up. I've watched it periodically, like every few years, and it still makes me laugh hysterically. Like it's still, the emotional parts still hit really well. Um, yeah, like I, I actually really, really enjoyed this, and just remember, well, help me remember the greatness that is Robin Williams. And mm. um, yeah, it makes me sad that he's he's no longer here. But like, man, his movies had such an impact um, on my childhood, um, and also like obviously hit hard because of my memories of my Nana. And like her, just her openness to showing me stuff like this, and um, sh- like laughing hard with me, and like helping me kind of, it kind of helped me develop my sense of humor, because her reaction to seeing like Hank Azaria falling around and like Robin Williams having his tantrums and stuff, like that made that shaped my sense of humor. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, uh, yeah, this this movie like surprisingly had a huge impact on me, and it still still hits even like without that bias. Justin, what's your rating? Yeah. So funny thing is, I realized upon watching this, I never saw this movie. Oh wow. This is my first time uh watching it. And in some way, I uh in my head I mixed this up with Clue, the nineteen eighty five film with Tim Curry. Mm. I don't know why. 
but like in my head, it was just like okay. the birdcage. Okay. Yeah, Clue. Um, yeah, which is dumb because Clue is Clue, which we should put that on the list. Well, Clue, that was a fucking wild movie. Um, but so going into this, thinking that it was something else, like this is a hundred percent an Excel. Yes. Like I, I was, <laughs> I was so happy of what I had <laughs> in this film. Um, and, and like it had, it did have some heart in it. Um, you know, it, it's not necessarily just like, you know, just a bag. It, it is a bag of laughs. Don't, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, it, it does kind of speak just like, ex, you know, just accepting, you know, yourself. And, yeah. you know, so um, Nathan Lane had some great lines in there and, and Robin Williams about like kind of who they are mm. and, and, and such. Um, but I, it was phenomenally cast yes. um, outside of Calista Flockhart. Um, and uh, it really just. It, it it really hit. It it just hit every single time. Hit me we, with your best shot. Every single time, I was just like, okay, it's like, how can this get even crazier? They upped the ante. Just yeah. they just turned that knob a little bit more, and it just kept on getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, he was like, what dummy doesn't check the plates? He's like, there was no time. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm missing so much for the soul. <laughs> you didn't even allow me to go. <laughs> you didn't even allow me to go shopping. <laughs> so stupid. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our review of the Birdcage. And our producer Yubi has said that she picked it for the Thanksgiving holiday theme, family heart emoji. Mm-hmm. Just yes, like Vin Diesel and the Fast and Furious, we get down with family, and y'all should get down with the family too by signing up at Patreon.com/slash/MediumPopcorn. Become part of the Medium Popcorn family. Any tier will do. It helps the show, and it helps you because you're going to get the laughs that you want. We're going to get the money that we need to succeed. <laughs> I'm Eddie Collins. Y'all can follow me at Frodo underscore Black. It's all the social media platforms except for X because I'm done with X. I'm probably going to be leaving social media soon. Um, but, Justin, they also know that they can follow the show at Medium P Podcast on all the social media platforms and also mediumpopcorn.com for all your media popcorn needs, including Patreon. And Justin, how can people follow you, sir, on social media? Guys, you can follow me at uh, J Brown did it on the socials. Please leave us a five-star review. It helps us. It helps the show grow. And also uh, take us, uh, you know, actually do yourself, do us a favor by letting us hear your voices at 347-508-0978. We love to hear your take on um, on this cage. movie or any other film that we've ever done, you know, just uh, throw it out there. We just, you know, we, we like to you know get a little little special yeah. holiday treat from. Let us know how we're doing, y'all. Also, you can leave a five star review on the po- uh, your favorite podcast application. We will read it on the show. But most importantly, patreoncom slash popcorn. Come and get that extra butter in your ear and your eyes too, because you get access to a uh, uh, private YouTube videos. That sounds Indeed. weird. Uh, of the reviews that we did, not like just Justin and I flashing y'all. Have YouTube, <laughs> YouTube for money. Do what you want us to do. Imagine you sign up for Patreon, <laughs> our Patreon, and then like immediately get a private message, just like here's a private video link to welcome you, and it's just me <laughs> dancing around a G string, just rusting at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> just staring them directly into the eye. We should do that. Nothing related to the movies. Nothing related to us. It's just me <laughs> rusting. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are family. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll talk to you Uh-oh. soon. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two diggers, spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or your fun. Medium Popcorn is produced by Yubia Gilliam and Cassidy Collins, LLC.